Campbell. Mark Campbell. Yeah, yeah, he's my friend. Mark Hamburger is also my friend. I have every Mark is my friend. Oh my god, let me tell you. I've known a couple Marks who have not been friendly. Oh yeah. Uh, Like, yeah. Like, I mean, there's occasional, like, I don't know, unfriendly Mark. Oh my god, I hate unfriendly Mark. What a dickhead. What a dickhead. dickhead. It's like, you know, unfriendly Mark will just show up to your house and just be like, hey. I don't like the way your kitchen is laid out. And then I hate when unfriendly Mark walks into my house and sucks up my shelf curvy style (laughs) and then immediately walks out. Nobody's going to get what this is a reference to, which is the best part of it. You know what? That's the best part. You know, you're like, like our our listeners get to be like a fly on the wall, you know, and then I just get a swatter and be like, "Ah, get out of here. Well, it rocks because like you... What like you know how in horror movies like the monster is scarier than like or like the what you imagine the monster to be is scarier than like, anything yeah, yeah, the yeah. monster actually is. What you imagine the sh- the cur- sucking up your shelf Kirby style and walking out joke where like where whatever you expect that to come from way funnier than Kiri just yeah. kind of having a nice shelf and me joking kind of out of nowhere that I'm gonna walk into her house and steal it. But like, yeah, I'm gonna steal like, it by kind of like eating spe- it. <laughs> yeah, it's like the spaghetti incident in like Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, like. And what are you? What are you doing? It's not like you're putting together a shelf. I am getting attacked by a shelf. My shelf is evil and attacks me, which is why I need to steal yours. Okay. Call me shelfish you know what if else you need is evil. <laughs> I'll tell you. Tell you something else evil. Transition to Ultimate Despair Reprise, a Danganronpa recap podcast, going through the entire Danganronpa series, one murder at a time. I am the ultimate host, Kyrie. I'm the ultimate fangirl, Jennifer. I'm I'm the new ultimate fangirl, Jackie. Jen hated this shit. Jen hated this shit. Jen was like, "Oh, this is so boring," and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Are we, we are talking I about episode exactly nine, one right? half of it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, real, real quick, we are talking about episode nine, uh, future and despair side of Danganronpa three, the anime, uh, Jen's absolute favorite anime of all time, and I want you to tell us exactly why. <laughs> In a perfectly so, concise, detailed way. So I only thought one half of this particular episode pairing was boring. I. I enjoyed the future stuff because that's just fucking over the top and entertaining and stuff. 
the despair stuff is so cringy and awful and just makes me sit there the despair sit through stuff the most ripped. edgelordy Fuck shit. Fuck off. Well, the despair Blair stuff finished. was so good. <laughs> Let her finish, I guess. Hold on. <laughs> it's... It's just so edgelordy watching a person being brought out being like, check it out, I brainwashed him to saw off his own neck with a, with a handsaw. Yeah, okay. it's corny as hell, right. it rocks. That shit, like, that's, kinda, I mean, you, this is literally Danganronpa, I, this this series. I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of on Jackie's side here, I'm sorry, is, babe. Like, like, okay, so, like, <laughs> that's where you draw the line. <laughs> That's where you draw the line, because, like... I think there's, like, I think there's a moment. Yeah, like, if we're working off that metric, like, this show has been, like, not only has this show, but these games have been, like, too corny and edgy for, like, years now, for, like, several iterations. The thing is... Yeah. The thing is, the games make me give a shit about the characters. Nothing here is making me give a shit about what's happening. At least I on think, the despair yeah, side. I think that's the best right, part. I'm sorry, I, I think it's really funny when a dude right. his own head off. And like, and Jingo's just like, pretty sick, right? <laughs> let's Yo, start. Watch this. Let's, let's... <laughs> yeah, hey man, check this out. Like literally, she's showing it off. I can't like make she... a popping noise with my mouth. <laughs> she's she's yeah. showing it off like she just learned how to do a kickflip. <laughs> Hey, Chisa, check like, this yo, shit Chisa, out. Like, yo, look at this! Look at what I can make this guy do! Um, let's, let's talk real quick, though, to have a little- I'm gonna impose a little bit of structure here. No. Um, Can't. let's start- let's- fuck You're off, I'm dad. gonna snipe you. <laughs> I'm- <laughs> We're gonna talk about future side, uh, you are my reason to die. Um, you like this one- Jen, I I like I like these sets of episodes. Like I listen, I'm from from moment one, I've been the Daggerapa 3 liker. <laughs> um and I, I I think let me check my notes, but like your main reason to die is like really good. I really love the bit, like gosh, um You have the like okay, so the way it opens where um <laughs> what? Um are you talking about the fake out or are you talking oh about yeah this, i am <laughs> the so fucking, mad the recap the got me the recap episode jump scare i was fucking writing in my Kuba. notes like oh of course they did a recap episode of course they shot them they definitely shot themselves in the foot with this gimmicky format and then monokuma was like fuck you baltimore this <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just like you have uh you have uh takara as monokuma which at this point like she's really like um <laughs> It folded, uh, folded herself like into the role. I think really well, even though Monokuma hasn't really shown up yeah. in most of this anime. Um, and again, like we said before, she's going to be the one that voices um, Monokuma in future projects. And I think that there is something really fun of Takara doing the voice and just being like, at first, is like, okay, it's time for the ultimate recap episode. Just kidding, idiot. But we do need to have a little summary. Um, I, and it's like, yeah. I gotta say, I love that Monokuma, I think, I think they, they, I don't even think they do a recap, but I love that Monokuma says like, oh, I'm just going to kick back and relax because it really draws um, attention to the conspicuous lack of Monokuma that we've been having, which. Oh yeah. Monokuma, Monokuma's just yeah, been Monokuma chilling. Has done, like the, this is kind of a season where the villains have just, they really haven't appeared at all. And we're just kind of witnessing the collapse of the good things are good party, like just completely unmitigated. 
just of its own accord. Like, like these guys suck, and they they are like a bunch of losers, and this show kind of knows it. Yeah, it's it's something that um we kind of talked about, like the thing that Junko is a like when Junko is depicted really well in Danganronpa, in which she is just the like particularly you know uh, uh like- she is a uh, like a. a cat right just pushing shit off the table yeah, it's like, like all monokuma did was give him a push yeah like i like when junko is portrayed as actually clever like i think these two episodes did a good job of that and i like that um like the, tr- the like they are they're told that there is a traitor amongst them that they are that among us sus etc get your jokes out of the way um <clears throat> Um, I, uh, uh, editor's note to myself because I'm the one who edits uh, just a bunch just of. Put in, uh, I don't put know. in the ladies and gentlemen. Put in among us, sus. I'll just like throw that in, in there. Clip. My people, among us, yes! sus. Yes! Anyway, they're they're given the implied presence of a traitor, but like they're, they're of the characters in the main cast, I don't think any of them can be the traitor. Like, I'm reasonably sure that, I, like, I'm re- like, 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 of course, Chisa was, as we find out in the later episode, she is like, like, she has, she done been a sleeper agent. Like, she's been the Manchurian candidate. But, like. Uh-huh. That was, like, revealed, like, early on. Yeah, I that think. was revealed prior. Like, she's, you know, we. I'm almost entirely mm-hmm. certain. What do you, I don't know, Jen, what do you think? For Yukizomi? Yeah. Yukizomi, yeah. No, they didn't reveal that at um before this point. Okay, like, yeah. there was a bit where, at the beginning, it, there was a situation where she died, and then she appeared in a theater to introduce the despair side. But yeah. uh, she did not mention anything about, or give hints that she was, well, she uh, was despair I, I think, at that point. I think that she looks back, I think the theater scene made her a little sus. But I don't think, I think it only makes her really all that sus in retrospect. Um, but yeah, so right. we get this, like, we get this, you know, we get this vague implication that there is an imposter among us, sus, um, dun 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 not, you know, not doing their tasks. Kind of, yeah, we but, got, but we then, got the vague implication, yeah. but, like, nobody in the current cast can possibly be this imposter. Um, mm-hmm. so they are literally just completely unmitigated no like nothing stopping any of this not even slowing it down you know just turning on each other just collapsing in on themselves because they don't have any guy because the future foundation lacks guiding principles i thought that's a really cool touch i thought that was good also and maybe the most visual novel touch this entire show has had so far it turns out they they are not actually in the future foundation building they are in the basement underwater level which happens to be an exact replica of the foundation building it was insanely funny when sakakura opened the door to escape and it was just a fucking undersea observatory like, yeah, and there's a, co- a poster, a poster that was like put up that is of Monokuma being like dead end idiot. It was <laughs> like, just I yeah. I fucking love that shit because it was because it's just like Danganronpa is very silly when it wants like it's very silly and sometimes when it is silly it lands its jokes and this was a joke that really landed like like. <laughs> Yeah, I think it worked, and honestly, also, there's a moment, like, you brought up this idea that, yeah, they're just kind of tearing themselves apart at this point, like, Monokuma has barely had to do anything. I actually really liked Rurika's scene, 
where we find out, like, the nature of why, like, she killed the blacksmith. And it becomes this sort of self-defeating cycle she's put herself into, where it's like, because she thinks there is a traitor, right, and is so deeply afraid of anybody betraying her ever, she just decides to, like, self-destruct. See, I don't even... In the hopes that she doesn't get hurt. See, I don't even think that was because... Like, she assumed, she thought that the blacksmith could have been the traitor. I think that was just a case of, like, she was just so fucked up from, like, having to kill her friend and still being in danger that she was just like, fuck this, lover suicide, let's go. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna betray you before you can betray me. You know, erotically. Yeah. And it's like, wow, Ruka is so fucked up. Ruka is so fucked up. Go off, queen. We love her. Yeah, but she went from like yeah, ki- but, character I'm kind of ambivalent about to like kind of one of my faves. <laughs> she was great, and I also love that like, like I I do think the scene really works when like she has betrayed Izioi, the the blacksmith, and how he just like delicious is so puppy brained that yeah he's so deliciously candy brained that he's still like it's okay I understand what you're doing. And it's like, it's like, it's tragic. It's tragic. It's cute. cute. And it's tragic. Yeah. It's a lot of things. It was what it, it it kind of popped off. It kind of popped off. It kind of, uh, kind of popped off. Like it kind of just showed up and popped off. It worked for me. I was kind of happy. I was very happy with it. I don't, Jed, what did you think of that sequence? (laughs) Yeah, that that was a pretty solid sequence, though. I gravitated more towards, uh, Murakata getting into a fight with his like heat saber against uh <laughs> against Gekko Gahara mech that was, <laughs> and just he ripping a soul phone rising. from her fucking chest. He fucking became <laughs> He did it. He jet stream Sam her ass. It was so funny. There will be bloodshed. Yeah. The man in the mirror, he <laughs> nods his head. Rules oh. of nature playing as he rips a cell phone from her chest. God. Yeah, it, it gets like everybody's like, NG code. He said Datsu's the NG Fucking code. Fucking the NG codes out. I also love <laughs> so good. I also love that Munakata in his descent uh, stabs Sakakura and kind of just like blames the vague concept of despair. He's like, despair did this, and it's like, no, Munakata. yeah, he blamed no Munakata. One, you did one- this. <laughs> The, the one person who is like, I actually really love that scene. Oh, it was so good. Where Sakakura and Munakata. It's really good, and I want to, like, God, like, so the name of the voice actor, Juinchi Sawabe, who voices Chofukan, he does amazing in this sequence because he's talking to Munakata. He's talking about, you know, hey, you know, I guess it's just my job to help you out, man. But it's just, like, there's so much waiver in his voice. There's so much in which he is seeing, uh, like, his best friend just, like, descend so low, and yet the only thing he can really think to do is still, like, like, it's it's the only mode he's been in basically all his life yeah. to, like, help Munakata, and Munakata can't see He that. backed the wrong and horse. It's like, he, Sakakura was yeah. like, man, this guy's my oomphy. I'm gonna back him no matter what. And Munakata was like, who's this dickhead? <laughs> he's just, this is just yeah. a dude. One dude of many. Yeah, and you have Munakata's like, whole thing of, like, I will kill the concept of despair, like, 
like, he's already had this idea, but because of all the fuck shit that's been going on in this, like, tower, it's just accelerated. He done been a brainlet. Like, Munakata's- <laughs> Munakata is stupid. Like, let's be real. I love- He's so fucking he dumb. He is a dummy. We established- we, Yeah, we established this. Munakata's just, like, straight up not very intelligent, and I think he is a good depiction of a- of a rather unintelligent guy who thinks he is very intelligent, who, like- mm-hmm quickly falls into this like fanatic idealism where he's like oh i'm just gonna kill despair and i'm gonna just do things in super direct and stabby ways and everybody's like no don't do that and he's like yes i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna do it even and every now. time he opens <laughs> his be- mouth every time he does anything he just fucking causes a disaster and like yeah sakakura is out here with the broom and dustpan just like right behind him like okay <laughs> Alright, he's broken another, like, fucking vase, I guess, off the deal with. Jen, go ahead. And he just stabs him and he's like, damn, Despair made me do this. It's Despair's fault. I'll get Despair for this. Man, I hope they catch the guy who did this. (laughs) They need to put that fucker in jail. (laughs) Mutakata in a fucking hot dog suit. (laughs) Hot dog suit. (laughs) Looking for the guy. Uh, You're all looking for the guy who did this. Yeah, and it's worth reiterating that at this point, Murakata is so sicko-moded that uh, the whites have disappeared from his one eye, and he's just turned into this weird reptile motherfucker. <laughs> well, he looks like a monokuma. I guess. Well, his left oh, eye yeah, is he's, pure yeah, black. The, the sclera has gone black. Mm-hmm. And his right, he has a right a white bandage on his right eye. Oh, like, compl- I didn't even think about that. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's a monokuma. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Hey, Chuck. It's like, yo, that's been like... Get that out of here. Sorry, my dog has... Get out out of there. My dog has some manner of black fabric in his mouth. What did you... Where did you even get that, you little freak? Little pervert? (laughs) (laughs) Mutakata out here with a sword. Where'd you get that? Where'd Where'd you get get that heat sword? Where'd you get that heat sword, you little pervert? You little demented... (laughs) Little freak? (laughs) He he goes... You don't get that at the ball. We we've established that Mutakata is a ball samurai. Oh, you know? he is one hundred percent a fucking ball ninja. That is the most mall ninja. Tell you katana. what. Here's the thing. I the one thing that the only thing that would make that mall ninja katana better is if he had to carry a car battery around to like power it. Sounds like a guy I saw at work the other day. That is actually a fact, by the way. I I saw a dude wait. walking out the street with two swords on his back. What a king. You might have seen. Wait, wait, hold on. Was he was he was he Geralt or was he Blade? Uh, closer to like. Do you ever see Ronin Warriors? Um, I will Google yeah, it now. Yeah, yeah. I think it was called like something different in Japan, but he had like two blue sword hilts like strapped to his back. Super inefficient, dude. If he had to get into a fight, you know, like that. You can't the, draw you from the back. So much- you cannot do that. Like. Like people have not efficient. Yeah, like, anyway. people have carried swords on their back before, but like you have to take this, you have to take the scabbard, the sheath off your back before you can draw, unless it's a specially designed like sheath that doesn't fucking cover all of the blade anymore because you have to be. Yeah. Able to pull. It's just really bad. It's just a really bad way to wear a sword if you ever need to like. Like it, it seems cool. Like it, it seems, seems cool, cool oh, until yeah, you actually have to do it. That's why Virgil, even though the biggest edge lord in like a DMC, like he always keeps you know that thing on his hip. I mean, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's where people wear their swords—is at their hip. Like, 
I, unless you yeah, were like a lance max, unless fast. you like were using like a montante or a spyhander, where you would like just kind of hold it on, you lean it on your shoulder like it was a pike. But that's because it effectively was like they're big weapons. You you don't like Jen, sword opinions yeah, right your now. Sword opinions, Jen. I'm gonna, I'll yeah, come you. on, sword takes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we're pulling out our blades now. I don't know. Join the club. I, I, I was always into the dueling swords, like a EP or a rapier or something. Just fucking call it an EP. <laughs> you're fucking calling fucking yeah that's it oh Epe. my god oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> um, anyway uh so uh, the context he had to get that i am he had to get that flaming sword fencing <laughs> Yes, you are. I I sent you a picture of the new Super Sentai series. It's like, is this a is this a fencing pose that Yellow has? No, <laughs> no. Why do you, why is she well, crossing her legs? She's like, yeah, that be. I don't. It's meant. Yeah. To, I think it's meant to be like a like a a cavalier kind of like rogue stance. Like, oh, she doesn't. She, yeah. she's being super callous. She don't care. She's you know. Yeah. Oh, worries to anyway. the wind. You know, like pretty cool um anyhow i so another thing that i liked uh during this particular episode is um we get a scene uh in which kirigiri and uh, like kirigiri mitarai have like met up with aoi and uh makoto Mm -hmm. and they just kind of like they find a a food supply um i do find it very funny where kirigiri was talking about how amazing makoto is and then is like is that him over there and she gets just a little embarrassed (laughs) oh he's coming in the scene and his face is just bright red and blushing (laughs) i i think kakasa yoko did a very good like line reads there of like making her oh yeah like uh, uh, kirigiri is so like obviously at the end of the episode kirigiri dies like that's that's the that is the big uh-huh. thing that the that's like that's what all this is built up to. Um, so the, of course mm-hmm. they like, they like pull out all the stops. Everybody gives their best performance. Kirigiri is, but like, and it was insanely ballsy to kill her off. But like, she got a lot of character. We'll get to that later. She got a lot of really good character acting this scene or in this in this episode. Oh yeah, like straight up, I. She does so good. Like, obviously, like, it, it helps that Hikasa Yoko is just such a, like, incredibly talented seiyu. Um, yeah, but I think... She's I, got a lot under her belt. She is, she's just been in... She's not, like... She definitely works really hard for it. I don't know. It's, it's there's... Yeah. And then, like, I'm sure the English I, voice acting is also very good, because I, if I recall... I mean, she's played by Caitlin Glass. Yeah, Caitlin Glass is also pretty prominent. Like, probably she's not like, the same she's level, like a, but definitely very like, experienced. She's been voice acting for a very long time. Like, she is, like, when it came to, like, dubbing anime in, like, the 90s, early 2000s, when anime really blew up in the United States, like, Caitlin Glass is one of the names that oh. you saw constantly. I, I think yeah, I might have had she's... a mistake for somebody else, but if that's the case, and that's fantastic, then, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Caitlin Glass, very, very, um, very experienced. I also want to, like, during that same scene, I kind of want to, like, I don't know, shout out the people that, like, for you know it it, like storyboarded that scene it's such a like little touch but it's a nice touch where kyoko when she is like reassuring makoto takes off her glove and it's the glove like her hand is not shown on screen because that's a major thing remember from like that's a major thing that's not a tiny touch that is like a major that is some major character acting 
that's what I mean, is, like, it is, like, but it's, what I mean is understated, like, in the edit, where it's just, she just subtly takes off her glove and holds, like, Makoto's hand. It's like, oh, no, this is, like, a major thing for Kyoko to deal with, because she has a specific hang-up about, like, her hands yeah, because of, of, like, the burns. Yeah. yeah, and and Makoto understands that, too, because he's looking down at the glove on her lap in surprise. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It is a good scene. It straight up is. Like, they, like in that moment, Kirigiri is tangibly, like, somebody who cares about someone else. Yeah, and it and it's such a, like, I wouldn't say, it, it's not the total opposite of the way she's been depicted, because, like, Kyoko has been a measured character to this point in the series but she still has moments of like bursts of emotion right yeah and here it's like she just it it you know partially because like okay they're they're throwing up all the death flags right because you know that's her ng code is that makoto if he survives the fourth cycle she dies but it's all very well done here like I just really love it. It is. Um, it is a. It is a. It is written with a quality that is kind of uncommon in Danganronpa. Like they busted out the good bottle for this, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uncommon in some like even even explicitly like romantic anime. I, like don't necessarily have this like figure out this moment right. Mm-hmm. It's it's good, and I, then. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And then after she ends up dying and everyone wakes up, Mudakata gets on the PA to be like, how do you, what, how about them apples, Naegi? Huh? <laughs> you want to fucking fight now? Because I want to fucking fight now. <laughs> I, I thought it was weird when um, Aoi uh, said Kyokanda forever and started doing push-ups by the casket when they did that mock funeral. Yeah, I don't really understand why they did that, but like... <laughs> <laughs> It's it's funny because like occasionally you forget Kyokanda forever, baby. (laughs) Occasionally you forget that Asahina is like super fucking strong, and then she just ends up single handedly pushing the barrier into place. A massive fridge, I might I I might add. Like I do love it again. The scene is just so well put together, like storyboarded, written, performed. Of just like you have (laughs) Makoto and Mitsurai just like struggling with this massive fridge and then she just basically is like oh yeah i got this with like one hand like pushes it to the door very funny type of guy Aoi is great um and it is just like i i think as a emotional capstone to the episode where you know the three of them are just like you know like kyoko is has passed and is like and mudakata is laying out his challenge to makoto and it's like it's just really well done i really like it's a really subtle thing but like there's like a red like um what's the word i'm looking for it's like a like a red lighting thing at the bottom of the screen during after kyoko has died like there's just a lot of like really nice bits in the animation in the writing in everything in this sequence um i don't I think I might have said this before, but I don't trust Danganronpa to... Like, I think it's incredibly ballsy to kill Kirigiri off. I don't trust that she is dead for good. Like, again, she is the she is the big-time number one waifu. She, they, she's the one they make the merch of. Um, mm-hmm. 
the pop-up parade in the bunny suit or whatever. Yeah, like, she's the one... No, that get... wasn't a pop-up oh, parade. Oh, well, okay, they actually did <laughs> yeah. get that. But she's the one who gets that, you know? Like, like there's a reason yeah. they make one of that and not, like, uh, or, and not like you know, uh, Toko, you know? Oh, they probably have made some. That would be... That would extremely... That would be extremely funny. It would be good, like, though, yeah. Like, cosmologically, it'd be very yeah. funny. But, um, the, like, she's the, she's the big popular female lead. Um, yeah. Which... Know. Like, I am, yeah, like, I don't know if it would be my favorite decision to kill her off for good. I, I, I don't know, but I, at this, I, it incredibly ballsy. And they managed to make me even believe, like, for a moment that she actually died. You know, like, I don't, I don't expect her to be killed off for good, but like, because uh-huh. I, I, I don't think has a very good track record with, like, making death permanent, you know? Like, I think it's kind of fucked around a little bit with death. Um, um, to this point, I think it has been fairly permanent most of the yeah, time. Yeah, but I think fairly I, permanent is not permanent enough for me to believe that Kirigiri yeah. can have it forever. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think, um, I think they're going to bring her back. If they don't, pretty fucking impressive. If they do, also, like, like I hope they do it well. I, if, if they mm. do it well, I'll be also, I'll be impressed regardless. Uh, if they don't do it well, I'll be disappointed. Sure. Jen, it's also worth ahead. pointing out that uh, Danganronpa 2, like the way they ended Danganronpa 2, it was pretty wishy-washy about whether the people who actually died in that game survived or not. Right, yeah. right. Because because it was more of like, oh, they 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 experienced like oh, a sort of brain death or something, but is, is it permanent? We don't know. You know, like that yeah. sort of thing. Um... I mean, one, absolutely, like, you know, like, of the character, like, um, for the one character, one cast, like, if you died in that game, you stayed dead. Yeah, but um, that's because they didn't expect any sequels. I feel like... that That's been kind of the thing, right, that this anime has been kind of running up against in some ways, of, like, Danganronpa 1 was probably conceived as a one-off thing, and then it got super popular, and then... Was like, oh, okay. We now need to like make a franchise out of this, and it's been the kind of the interesting backfill yeah. that both halves of this anime has been doing, and Danganronpa two. Like we're like, it's I, fascinating to think about that we're not going to get a clean break until V. Yeah, like I think an unfortunate thing about Danganronpa, like later Danganronpa games, is like Danganronpa one was like silly wacky with it, but like uh-huh. after Danganronpa one, they had lore to contend with. And I uh-huh, think yeah. that is, I, I am, I love lore. I have a love hate relationship with lore. I love, I love writing lore. I think lore most of the time is the sort of shit that will like tie your shoelaces together when you start to sprint. Like your writing will, it is a very good way to handicap yourself as a writer is to get really caught up in lore. And I think Danganronpa, unfortunately, uh, has a tendency to be very cognizant of its lore. Um, yeah, and not focus on, like, I, I think, like, Danganronpa 3 has been largely successful in focusing on the character and emotional beats yeah. rather than necessarily lore stuff, but it still falls apart. Yeah, um, I you I am worried yeah. that it's going to hit the lore and it's going to come to a, it's going to grind to a halt, you know? Mm. I, I, ha- I, it did not do that in this, pe- in this pair, in this pair of episodes, though. Uh, so I will, I am happy about that, at least. Um, I think, I would say, 
that the despair arc or it was a no future arc rather future future, future arc, yeah. episode nine ended felt very much like the closing of the second act of a solid eight out of ten seasonal which it was so i'm I'm happy with it i'm content yeah mm-hmm. any any other thoughts on um future uh future arc jen before we move on to despair arc um Hmm. Not really. Well, all right then. Um. So, I guess like my last thought is just like with future arc. I really do like. Occasional, like sometimes it gets a little too wacky with it. Sometimes Dangarapa can make it so that death does feel like more of a joke or an afterthought. But I do like it when like that scene of Kyoko's death. And Rubika's death, like I, I felt, was impactful yeah. in in future side. Dangarapa like, doesn't always have very strong control over its tone, but when it locks in its tone, it hits. Like Rubika's scene is, Rubika's scene is just this like static, basically static, silent shot for like five to six seconds, and it forces you to kind of like it doesn't feel. Like, like, yeah, there's a lot of blood everywhere, but it doesn't necessarily even feel voyeuristic. It just feels like, no, you have to kind of sit with this, like, feeling for a little bit. And then, I don't know, I, I felt I, like the light I felt like I it felt was good. I felt like me. it was good. It was a, like, it was, it was sending her off. I think she died appropriately miserably. Like, it was the end of her arc. Yeah. It was, it's kind of, um, I don't know, I, I didn't... I, I thought it was, it wasn't, it didn't make me sob for her, but it made me feel, it made me, like, it made me be, like, rip to a real one. R- rip, Rurika, your mental illness was legendary. <laughs> uh, big Boss salute to Rurika. Big Boss salute uh, to Rurika, the most mentally ill, one of the most mentally ill women of all time. God. She won an award for it. She won. Girl, you have right. problems. Just engraved on a golden medal and draped around her neck. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Um, so, despair side. This is... Okay, so I, I believe like this episode is mostly focused on that um, Ch- uh, like Chisa is like going down to do the big rescue. Right. Yeah. Like the first moment is it's really good. Like there's a lot of like little bits of like, you know, you have Kamakura just being like looking at Chiaki and just be like, who are you again? And then like Chisa running in with the like. With the you can fucking um, Yukizomi assist into the corner combo. Yeah. Oh, she's good. She button. has meter. She has meter. She's going to take she's going to take it home. She's going to take all that she- HP. <laughs> Ah, uh, she dropped she, it. She said she spent sped meter to tag in Chisa for her, like her assist you know, of the fire extinguisher, God, and it doesn't quite work. The active frames on that fire extinguisher are fucking insane. Chisa, yeah, Chisa Yukizome, Chisa Yukizome has like one tool, right? It's she has one pressure tool, but she fucking gets so much. She milks that shit for all it's worth. You go up against the Chisa main there. You are it's just fire extinguisher all day, every day, forever. You you live yeah. in that you live in that cloud of chemicals. It can't be good for your skin or your lungs. It can't. Yeah, and Kamakura already is like very pale. Kamakura already has problems. He's like, oh man, 
This is gonna give me more mental. This is gonna give me more problems. I hope there's no lead or mercury in this because this will make me this. This will take my. This will disintegrate what little more normalcy I have left in my brain. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Juko's like, "Here, come grab this colloidal silver." <laughs> yeah, come, come suck on this colloidal silver. It'll be funny. It'll be funny. You'll be great. You'll be blue. Oh man, I can't wait to be blue. <laughs> Yo, yo! Let's I'm walk, already let's depressed. Let's overdose on colloidal silver, and then we'll go see James Cameron's Avatar two in theaters now. <laughs> in theaters in now. Theaters in now. The- this is this is in character, by the way. It was actually in theaters in Danganronpa in the Danganronpa universe. It was in theaters uh, while this this period turns out while this period of time was. Turns the out first James game Cam- came out in 2009. Turns right? out James Cameron was way faster. Jed, you good? You yeah. just <laughs> I, I really don't have much to say about this episode other than I am Izuru Kamakura through this whole thing, just looking at it being like, oh, this is so fucking boring. No, okay, come on, give me a better hold on, give me a better Kamakura. Come on. Tap into the Johnny, you know? Boring. Yeah, that was okay. Uh I so I my technical yeah. cons- my technical criticism of the opening of the despair arc as episode nine. I think Junko was the weakest link in that opening when, uh, when, you know, really? yeah, like yeah. it's weird. Cause she's, she almost, it's almost a rule in the series that whatever Junko has is, is in a scene. She has the stage, but like, she's kind mm. of like, not the most interesting thing going on. I think she has some okay moments in this episode, but I don't necessarily love that moment in which, like, she's confronting Chisa, and while we do make fun of, like, hey, here's this reserve course student, he's gonna do a really funny trick. Um, It rocked, actually. Fuck you. That was the best. (laughs) That ruled. Uh, I, like, I love how, I I love how he's just still blue. Like, he was still coded as unimportant. We couldn't find a more important guy to do this sorry well they did that because they did that because they were going to like have him saw his head off so oh, i know i know why they to... did that i just thought it was it just led to a really funny like visual effect of like well hey watch hey you want to see a dead body wait 30 seconds <laughs> as i take this hack you want to see this like rando uh-huh. just die <laughs> he doesn't even have a face we have his parents were like two amoeba. <laughs> they won't even mourn him. They already forgot he existed. Yeah. We fucking I, I once think we it's... kill him, we fucking roll him out with a vaudeville hook. We just pull him off stage. <laughs> That's kind of what they did. <laughs> Bye. I guess my whole thing with this <laughs> I guess my whole thing with this sequence of episode this episode in particular is one, it a a whole lot of nothing happens over 24 minutes. Two, every single per- person from the students to, um, why am I, bl- which, why am I blinking on her name? Chisa, like, who, who which character? Uh, um, Junko. Junko, yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Everyone from the students to Junko to Yukizome, all of them feel like they're just, they're just following an incredibly predictable path here just the whole time like they're they're clearly walking into traps and letting things happen to them i mean it's uh to be fair I, this is a flashback so like we know shit's gonna happen i why yeah. wait hold on what is with this role reversal 
<laughs> Wait, hold on. Is this the first time on Despair Cast in which you're defending the story choices? My God, I am. What have I become? My God, how far? What have we become? Oh my but, God. We I just, mean, to that point. Got, Jen and I both went to the Kamakura treatment and she she became <laughs> less deranged and I became more deranged. <laughs> I guess I I guess for one thing I I my my like I guess pushback to that is so yes this entire this entire arc is a flashback with these like characters will in fact descend into darkness and I think that I think that I I think the moment that crystallizes it is actually when um so Chiaki and Komaeda make it back to the classroom and Komaeda does in fact like have the idea of like no guys we should probably run this is like a fucked up nightmare scenario we need to get out of here and then it's 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 the part of the tragedy it's Chiaki being like no Chisa's believed in us. We gotta believe in her. We gotta do this thing. Like we gotta walk the... directly into well, this trap. <laughs> yeah, and Komaeda is like, yes, yes, exactly. This is going according to my plan as well. See, the thing is that I... rocks, but that rocks. I'm sorry, that's cool. And it also, and it, and also, they're supposed to be like they're they're high schoolers, right? Like they are. They're not making the correct decision. Like, I don't have an inherent problem with characters making, I like, love when characters are bad decisions. Make bad decisions is the thing. Uh, but yeah, also, like, like it's very I, clearly also kind of cribbing slasher movies in the regard that, like, everybody is yeah. kind of making stupid decisions because they are characters yeah. in, in what is effectively Junko's slasher flick. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't help that, like... I mean, to, to be clear, like... You know, there is a moment in here in which, like, Mikan, like, Mikan, we, the audience, know Mikan is, like, already turned and does the thing that pushes, like, she pushes Chiaki into the trap door. Um, and, like, the rest of the gang don't know that. And that, again, is part of, like, the tragedy of the story is that they are going directly into the thing that will turn them into the ultimate despair. Yeah. And that's the problem with, like, any sort of, like, story that is a prequel is that, like, the audience already kind of knows where the story is going. Yeah, I, but they could be a little less liggery about a lot of it. Like, the bit where... The bit that really made me go, oh, fuck you, in terms of this episode, was when they give Yukizome the despair treatment, and basically the whole time she's watching it, the camera keeps cutting to, like, her moist thighs and her breasts heaving and all oh, that. Oh, the Clockwork like, Orange scene? This is really fucked. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That was a little. Orange, if that it was, was directed boy, by like, a horny person, that was honestly yeah. you could have cut. You could have cut down that scene, like honestly, like to a more just. They should have just shown her working on the Last of Us Three. Yeah, <laughs> like that's just what <laughs> happens. That's what they do to you. you. You go to Naughty Dog and you're like, "Hey, I'd like to work on the Last of Us," and they're like, "All right, strap in." Look at all this fucked up nonsense. Look at all this. Go we're gonna just run you through some shock picks and uh, poke <laughs> your brain a little. Neil Druckmann pulling out his personal collection of snuff films, uh, being Neil like, Fuckman. "Okay, here we go." Neil Fuck fucking Neil Suckman. What are we gonna do with you? Yeah, I did. There were some moments though in in this episode that I did like because there were still bits of character here that is like I liked it. Like I thought it was kind of cool. When they what they step out the side of the school and there's the whole like platoon of protesting like reserve corps students that break their signs with to turn them into stakes it and Ekamaru and 
it's very funny, but Nekamaru and Gundam being like, hold on, guys, we'll hold them off. Like, that's like a funny little call forward to, like, callback to how they, their fight in Danganronpa 2 is the thing that saves them in some way, right? Like, I don't know. It's a fun little bit. Um, yeah. And also, I just, I just like it when Gundam's on the screen, though. That's, that's also me. I do love the bit where everyone's rallying, and then the um, imposter is like, hell yeah, just rips his face off. Like a fucking Mission Impossible <laughs> villain. Yeah, and everyone's just like, but yeah, who the hell are you? It's, it rules. Kazumichi going like, the fuck are you, man? What? <laughs> Who's this? What the fuck? It rules. I, I, I fucking love the ultimate imposter. Like, what a... Like I thought, I thought I was gonna hate him. I love that he's just like some dude. Nobody knows who he is. He's been pretending to yeah, be I the do. other cuck this entire time. Um, that said, though, like Mitsurai, like real Mitsurai, he has like, a really bad. There's day. this great. <laughs> he has a really fucking awful day where like he's running through the fucking rain and Junko like confronts him, calls him a stupid dickhead, and he falls into the river. Like I don't know. Like I. It's god. what he deserves. He earned it. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I, I. 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 God, this was Junko at her best. Is the thing. Like when Jen said this is boring, I thought that was that's insane. Because yeah. this is like, run. That is your despair. Is a that, that was just like I, a better. That, that was a better line off. read. A better Junko scene. A better like use of Junko as a character than we have seen in the series so far. Think of it. Our little collaboration will change the very wiring of their brains. Your tricks are going to cut through their free will like a knife. Those lovely classmates of yours will soon be creatures that want to plunge the world into despair more than they've ever wanted anything ever. Dig it? Let's hear it for Mitarai. Give him a big hand, everyone. That was different. I was going to use all those techniques to bring about a better world. Using them for the sake of despair. It's terrible. Oh, please! You can play the victim all you want, but you were totally president of the Junko fan club like 20 minutes ago. My... my life was in danger. I was being held hostage. Oh, right. That is so what happened to you. We threatened to kill you, so you ran with whatever we said. You haven't been responsible for your actions since we met. You could run off this campus with your tail between your legs and no one would blame you in the least. <laughs> I really thought I was helping people. <laughs> Run, coward. For that despair is yours and yours alone. I love because I, I love that like June because like Ryota's whole deal and like the reason he sucks and the reason like like he's kind of contemptible is that he is this wheedling little nerd who thinks he's going to save the world by making a good cartoon. He's going to solve hunger and he's going to solve violence and he's going to solve, you know, poverty. And he's going to just by making a really good cartoon. That's going to, and he's not even, yeah, he's not even no, the he, ultimate animator really, or well, he's not even the ultimate like cartoonist. He's, he's the ultimate like animator. So he just, he uses emotional manipulation to make you like, mm -hmm. To make you fall for his shitty narratives. Like, his narratives are objectively yeah, yeah, yeah. not like, good. Like, he's not the ultimate writer. Yeah. 
Ryota, Ryota out here being like, no, you guys, my adaptation of the Dog of Flanders is going to be, like, super good. It's going to make people cry. It's going to solve all these problems. And Junko just basically, like, I love Junko just chewing him out and just being like, Ryota is this blubbering mess. Being like, I didn't know what was going on, all this shit. And Junko's like, you still helped, dude. Yeah, like, like, like she baited him into helping, you? but, like, he made all the stuff, like, like, he was like oh yeah instead of instead of being instead of being good at like a th- instead of like working at a thing on his own he just kind of like made a video for junko to like he was like it, he just he didn't even like like he doesn't even like you know it'd be one thing if there was like and again this is the tragedy of his character it's like he doesn't even meaningfully resist that it's not like you know he's been underpinned all that undermined all that much it's just sort of like Junko's like, I'm just using, like, she is just so obvious about using him, and Ryota has, like, done nothing to really fight back against that, and I, again, I just love that sequence where Junko is like, oh, do you think I'm gonna kill you? No, run, that is your Yeah, despair. get the fuck out of here, idiot, it's you like, suck. I don't need you anymore, nobody yeah. needs you, die, or whatever, but, yeah, like, I'm not gonna I've kill already... you, I'm not, I'm not gonna waste the effort, you, you can just. You know, you already yeah. did everything you needed me to do. I didn't even need to brainwash you. Yeah, like, like she baited that... him into like I love that she baited him into working with her, but like he could have stopped any time. He could have just left. Ryota like may have had some problems leaving, but he could he could have just left. You know? Or like yeah. Or even if like he couldn't leave, he could just die, you know, like he could he could have sacrificed himself to keep his talents out of Junko's hands, or done one of countless other things. But no, he worked with Junko, and Junko goes, okay, you worked with me. I'm able to do these fucked up things because you let me do these fucked up things. You suck, and everybody who hates you is right. And Ryota's just like, oh, yeah, but it's not my fault. Um, and he just falls into the river, and he shits his pants and pisses and cries. And vomits a little. And then after he does fall into the river, it shows that he hasn't really learned anything from it because he just swung the other way, being like, it's all because of my anime. He is such a it's little like, nah, dude. It's because it's so good. It's like, it's because you didn't have a spine. It's like, I, I love that scene in which he is just blubbering on the side of the fucking like river, just like trying to climb up out of this mud. And it's like very visually this thing of like, it is a, it is a, it is a hell of his own making. Yeah, he is a, like, so he's not entirely unsympathetic, but like I feel sure. like that helps. Is that like he's just the saddest, wettest little man, but like <laughs> in a kind in a way where it's like it's hard to be like, oh, you know, he deserves everything he gets. Fuck him. But also, he deserves everything he gets. Fuck him. It doesn't help that like again. I think this one thing this series really understands is something I've said before is like these are high school students they are not making good decisions like a lot of this shit could have been prevented sure but that's the tragedy of it think about the imposter the imposter basically for months like helped Mitarai unhealthily focus on like his these anime without like without like Mitarai getting like you know, if Mitarai hung out with other people and was like tried to be a, like a more adjusted member of society, yeah, he'd be less of a brainlet. He, yeah, 
it's like Chiaki in an interesting way is kind of like a really good f- not foil, no she's a foil like, to him just straight up she is somebody who because like her talent is mostly in kind of stuff that isolates her like she's the ultimate gamer she's probably no fun to play games with like in a competitive sense because you will get trounced by her like it's a foregone conclusion and she's mostly playing games on her own but she still participates in society you know yeah it's like her her big breakthrough as she talks about like in this episode the thing that rallies the the gang is like hey because i hung out with you because i chose to break out of my own comfort zone and not be this like isolated person i have learned something so much more valuable than just being good at games and that's like you know with chiaki she has learned to like like she's learned to participate in society even and also learned to leverage her own interest as allowing her to participate and Mitarai, like his tragedy is that he never learned that because he was in an environment in hope's peak that tells you to like hyper focus hyper specialize on your talent and then also you had a school system and also like people like the imposter that allowed him to keep drawing further and further inward and that is the thing that Junko latches onto to enact her plan, basically. Yeah. Like, it, it is... This show is, like... The way it is used, the pieces that has been laid out by Danganronpa 1 and 2, it doesn't hit all the time, but, like, man, they have found really interesting ways to, like work them together and i i really like mitarai as a character like in the narrative he is really he is a really good character to have in this type of narrative um because you need this like guy who sucks who like you can understand like you can that's the thing you can understand where he's coming from on some level if you are ever like a creative of any kind you can kind of understand this desire to like focus so inward to just at the cost of everything else. And you can see how you end up there. Yeah. Or at least I do. You know? As it turns out, Danganronpa, good series. Fucked up. Fucked up. Fucked up that Danganronpa's good. Like, this series should be bad in meet my expectations in that regard. <laughs> Instead of good and, like, making me praise it. Unbelievable. I'm, like, upset. Yeah, the fact that, yeah, we have replaced, like, Jackie and Jed's brains have been swapped. Like, we put you in, like, that machine from the fly. They put me in the Jen body, <laughs> and they put Jen in the me body. It's so fucked up. Fucked up. I, I will say part of my criticism, one big criticism is that, like, Danganronpa doesn't feel consistent with, um, like, what a singular powerful dude can actually accomplish. Which I feel undermines mm-hmm. what its core theme seems to be for this season. Or for this, like, yeah. for this arc. Um, but it doesn't piss me off that much, but it does make me feel like... It, it, it cap it, Not cap Why did I say cap Like, is it like a fucking, like a capacitor on a Wii? Maybe. We, I think we um, covered this already, though. Yeah. To a certain degree, we have. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I... I, I yeah, like it, where it falls on the idea of can one person change something? 
the series says yes, and the series also says by coming together we could change things. And uh, I think it tends to ties. I think I think that kind of ties its shoelaces together, but not really all that hard. Just a little bit. That's just. I think that's also just a problem of backfill as well, but also just storytelling in general. Yeah. Yes, Jeff. Writing's hard. Yeah. Writing's hard. Yeah, for me it's a situation that, like, there are some good elements in this episode, but it's just the situation where I really don't like- It all comes down to the fact that I really don't like the explanation this prequel comes up with in terms of, like, how the big despair event happened, and essentially each episode is kind of compounding on those feelings over and over again until we get to the next set of episodes, or at least the next despair one, which- I won't say what happens here, but it was pretty much the point where I went, this is just really fucking stupid and not fun and kind of miserable. And I really wish they had done this any other way. So my prediction for the next episode is that because we know that Yukizomi is a Manchurian candidate now, I feel like Chiaki's going to be good into giving like a big rallying speech to the class again. And Yukizomi's going to be like, oh, that's really great. And then shoot her in the back of the head while she's doing the speech. And that's going to be like... The thing that sends everybody into, like, cannibalism mode. <laughs> Just yeah. something to that regard, which, corny, kind of lame, I'm sure, but it, I'm, like, it's, I'm sure it's gonna happen, but, like, it's, it's already written. They wrote this in Danganronpa 2. <laughs> I, I think, I, I think it, it's one of the problems of, like, Danganronpa 2 existing as a game that does try to explain the tragedy that was much more effective when it was just, like, a Calvin Ball, not Calvin Ball, like, a spaghetti incident, where it's like, you don't know what the fuck happened. You just, you just see the result. Kind of the same thing with, like, horror monsters as we, I like, to, to bookend the episode. It, what your brain can come up with via V, like... The tragedy is always going to be a lot more compelling than what they actually write. Because you, you're like, you will straight up be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm sure it was fucked up. Here's how it could have gone. And then when they go like, oh, it was fucked up. They stole his lunch. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa what? what? That, that that's nothing. That that's nothing. Why I... did they fucking, that was nothing. You killed all those people for that? You know, and it's like, I don't know. It's Jen, Jen seems to have a point. I usually don't like to respond in the affirmative or negative when Jackie makes predictions, but I will say Jackie's idea of what happens that sends everyone into despair. I would prefer that so much more compared to what actually fucking happens. Wow. It is so funny that the running theme of this podcast is Jackie having really good predictions. (laughs) This next despair episode is a fucking train wreck. Oh, I'm wow. so excited. I'm gonna so here's the, my prediction for the next Asparacast episode is that like we're recapping it and like you, you fuck and like of course you fucking hate it. And I'm but I'm coming back kinda I come in and I'm like, whoa, this was insanely funny. <laughs> Junko pulled a God. Junko fucking came in on a unicycle and she was juggling pins. She pulled a rabbit out of a hat, just some goofy shit. Um, I got I got two other quick notes on the Despair Arc episode. Real quick, um, I do love the bit where um, Miken has like brought back uh, Peko, and like I really love the interaction between Peko and Kuzuryu. I just love the. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, the the writers are intensely like 
intimately aware of the popular ships. Yeah, he's her boy wife and she's his girl husband. (laughs) Yeah. And also the bit where Sonya, like, (laughs) you know, makes Soda do stuff and... (laughs) Is like, yeah, Gundam is really reliable. That's less cute. I don't like Soda. He's just like, he's just like a really enthusiastic cuckold. I'm like kind of (laughs) worried. He's worrisome. I mean, that's what he becomes into, and it sucks. Yeah, like, they they lean Um, a little hard into it, and I kind of look at this, and I'm like, hmm, hmm, God, huh. He he really does just want to see her get fucked in front of him. Like, whoa. Whoa! Whoa. Um, Mamma Mia! Uh, and then, of course, you know, just, like, <sighs> my boy Gundam getting some pretty good lines. And the other part that I wrote to, to point out was um, the, the kind of the capstone to the Despair Side episode is uh, Sakakura finding out that, like, oh yeah, Junko's, like, center of this fucking thing. And confronting her in the rain with, like, all those students surrounding her, like, the fucking, like, end of like matrix revelations or except something. she fucking clowns um, on him <laughs> yeah she clowns him i do love the bit where he tosses off his jacket to like a dude in the like just just standing there the dude no sells it like he just lets the jacket hang off his face for a couple frames real good like it's a pretty I, funny i bit. just love that nobody uh, gives a shit about sakakura like fuck this loser what a, what a fucking cuckold he's just out here <laughs> Juko sees this guy and it's just like what's oh, up little homie dude? gay ass okay. <laughs> what's up do you, you want to fight of course you don't you're a big bitch die die <laughs> go idiot. home go home pour yourself a big bowl of cereal fucking eat it dry <laughs> <laughs> fucking eat it dry <laughs> while, <laughs> while I'm out here while I'm out here killing your students what is it what is <laughs> I don't know what the connection idiot. is between being a cuckold and eating dry cereal. I just think that the concept of somebody going home and pouring themselves a big bowl of dry Cheerios and just kind of like eating it sadly in front of a TV is just perfectly suits Sakakura. <laughs> Sakakura out here, like he's like fucking dry ass cereal. Get... <laughs> dry Go ass get cereal. Ass ass milk. Like, Go get yourself some milk, loser. Like Sakakura out here going to like he gets get the fuck out he gets of here, the man. He, he gets the apple Cheerios because he's like oh I really like these because they taste better dry or some shit like he see, has like really fucked up I cereal think, opinions see, no I don't think Sakakura <laughs> has fucked up cereal opinions I think he's just like I think just I think he has like normal cereal opinions I think he has a normal I think I think just like I think Juga just cur- just curdled his milk or like drank all his milk while he wasn't home. So he comes home and he's like, he comes home and he goes for a bowl of cereal. He's like, what the fuck is Juga talking about? I love cereal. I'll fucking, like, fuck her. I'm like, and I have milk at home. I'm not gonna fucking eat my cereal. Dry. Like, what does she think he I am? He pours the bowl. He opens the fridge. He sees there's no milk. He's like, fucking Juko. That whore. Juko. <laughs> she curdled my she milk. She fucking curdled my milk. How did she do that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's just fucking sitting in front of the TV, furious, <laughs> shoveling dry oh Cheerios into his mouth. Anyway, he's like, he's like crying. He's, he's like, like crying. Whole, no, he's not crying. He's fighting back tears. He is. He he's Sakakura like, has never like lost a better. fight, and he's not fucking losing a fight against these tears right now. Absolutely, I'm not, not going to do that thing in the Midwest where they add water. No, fuck, fuck that. that. That's disgusting. 
Fucking, I'll have my fucking Lucky Charms dry. <laughs> fucking those squidgy-ass marshmallows <laughs> against my teeth every time. I'll put up with it. I'm not despairing, you're despairing. Fucking. Jed, do you... Any other thoughts? <laughs> I got one. No, I got just, one. Uh... It has nothing to do with dry-ass cereal. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> sure. What's the up? ultimate hypnotist right, right. must be coping so hard right now. Oh my <laughs> he sees god! Ryota, he sees Ryota and he's like, "What the fuck? That was my thing." That's exactly the voice he has too, because he's also a clown. Yeah, he's also a clown. You know? <laughs> he's just like, "Oh my god, Hong Kong, my cause, <laughs> my fake, the thing I'm good at, my one fucking thing." My one fucking talent. Oh my god! I had one. I didn't even get to do it. I had one fucking thing. I can't have can't out, have start. shit in this school. You fucking go home and eat dry cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dry Some bitch came in and curdled my milk. Who the fuck does that? What kind of person would you have to be to curdle someone? You fucking milk? come in and curdle someone else's milk. Oh, we need to get out of here. I'm going to die. Um, <laughs> you can find me on the internet at Kyrie A page. And if Twitter is some Twitter, Twitter has been somehow been like a perpetual, like, like tire fire for a oh, while. Oh, it rocks. Uh, you can find my, they enabled PVP on that rocks. website. Nobody has anything to lose anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's like, oh, sub profile pictures are squares now. It's, it it's a whole, it's a whole. Here's fuck. the thing. If it's moderation gets any more relaxed, I'm gonna start dropping low tier gods on any on every politician I see. You're gonna you're just said <laughs> I'm gonna send that rant to every Republican senator. I will sh- I will fucking vocaroo them some some fucking you are worth less than a summer ant bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but if all that uh, falls apart, you can also go on. You, you can find my link tree l i n k t r dot ee slash curie page pretty sure that'll do it jen plug i'm at jb3 on twitter and i'm at jen hyphen and hyphen aster on co-host there she, <laughs> there she is uh uh jackie i'm uh, i changed my ads recently yes yeah. you did and also you did something else that was super fucking oh cool. that's true i did do something else i um so I, my ads, so I'm going to go with the boring stuff first. My, my handles on, are now your lizard friend pretty universally. Um, that's spelled exactly as it sounds on co-host and Twitch and itch.io, which we'll get into in just a moment. Um, but on Twitter, it's, it's you are instead of Y-O-U-R, um, if you want to follow me on there mm-hmm. if, while it still exists. Um, and the reason right. I bring up itch is because I have released, well, a game that I've been working on with Cherry, with my friend Cherry, with our, our friend Cherry, uh, for yes. the past e- about eight months, about a year, uh, about called Mage. Closer, closer to a year. Closer to a yeah. year. I, 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 yeah, but it's that's not the really the dev time is not the most important part. It's called Mage Engine. It is a D six based role playing game. Um, kind of, kind of a fantasy heartbreaker. Kind of a like kind of a D killer it's, it's about <laughs> yeah it's it's got a wizards of the coast looking and getting real sweaty i mean uh, it's, it's a typical engine. high fantasy it's it's it is uh we've wrote we've written some interesting lore um we've we have some I, interesting I, I, mechanics. I remember i contributed kiri has contributed I I contributed a little bit um mm-hmm. 
you've you i mean yeah you've you've popped off like you you helped you contributed you've we've, we've gone to you for like <laughs> thank you for um review and for like your opinions on things mm-hmm. uh, as has contributed a little a few things we've, basically everybody in the server has uh has done has done a, at least a little bit of uh of mage um but it's out now. It's like, out. Like version 1.0. The the public playtest um, version. It's it's not finished. Finished. There's still. I want to review everything and I want to get feedback and everything. So if uh, if you go and you, to uh, my itch page, that's your lizard friend dot itch dot io, I think. And there'll be there'll be um, also links in the show notes. Oh word. Um, yeah, I always I always try to put links in the show notes. Definitely gonna do that. Uh, if you check it out, like I've. I have played a few games of Mage in development. I genuinely, I say this not just because you are my friend. Like, I think it is a really clever synthesis of high fantasy stuff while also being able to deliver on really good, like, character beats in the mechanics. And I'm really, really happy with how it has turned out. You've worked really fucking hard on that thing. Thank you. Um, um, you're all but yeah so, it's d- it's d- if, if check you, it out here's the thing if you're like oh i want to i want to run a role-playing game but it's scary and my friends are gonna it, I, there are so many rules to remember um mage engine has you covered there's basically there all you have to do is fill some connective tissue um as a gm but it is it is designed to be easy to run it's designed to be easy to play it is a simple system that is designed to have a lot of depth there's a lot of there are a lot of role tables to like fill in for ideas that maybe that like you know that maybe uh i I was able to generate a i was able to generate like a little one-shot campaign by just rolling a couple dice yeah like it is we are working on a dice oracle for it currently so if you don't have friends to play an rpg with or like you can't set a session up for any reason really um fucking you could play you could do a solo game of mage um it's we're anyway, updating it every other gonna week. It's going to be in the description. Yeah. Yep, I won't. I won't waste your time on this. But yeah, it's good. You should play that's... it and tell me what you think. Yeah, because feedback helps us make the mm-hmm. game better. Um, exactly. And also, if you have other feedback, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at youdespaircast. And also, the Sparecast email is up. But this is part of the Scanline Media Network. You can send emails to emails at scanlinemedia.com for any other types of feedback. And d- 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 I think that's I think that's everything. That's all. That's all there is. Yeah. But yeah, and whew, um, I think that's it for now. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, we're we're really like we're six episodes away from finishing this thing. Um, so, and V three is on the horizon, so yep. it's a lot of exciting stuff happening. But until next time, I have been Kyrie. I've been Jennifer. I've been Jackie. Class dismissed. Yo, they dismissed the class. Let's go. We're free. School's Yo, out. Let's that, go. That, also, yeah, happy new year, everybody. The theater. Shit. Happy yeah, it's, it's, it's late. It's like like a little over two weeks late as of the time we're recording it. But like, we didn't get a chance to last episode because it was in December. It was not the new year yet. But happy new year, everybody. Hope it's going happy good new for you year, so everybody. Far. It's been going pretty good for me. Exactly. Going pretty good for everyone here. But yeah, till next time. Class dismissed. Bye. Let's get out of here.